I know so many, you know, incredible producers, producers who are starting out, who are just like, it's not the perfect one yet. I'm like, if, yeah, if you never release never... this one, you're never going to drop the second one. You're yeah. never going to have the third one. For sure. Off-white jeans. I feel brand new. Throwing some McQueens. I just lead by example. Gold medals on my neck. Kurt Angle. I'm a big boss. Really nothing I can't handle. Support for the B-Team podcast today is brought to you by Manscaped, who's mm. the best in the business for your balls, Number man. One. Your Number balls. One. Mine are... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because of, because of Manscaped. Squeaky hey, clean. Hey, yes. The performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Over 7 million men worldwide trust Manscaped. Oh, my gosh. And we have a deal for you. <laughs> 20% off with code B-Team at Manscaped.com. If, I'm, if my math is correct... Manscapes helped about 14 million balls. That's a lot of balls. That's lo- two balls per person. Balls. That's a lot of <laughs> balls, Robert. That's a lot of balls. And two of those are mine. I use I I will say I use them. It's too much information, Robert. My my <laughs> my balls are clean, man. Go get go get it. Go get it. It'll help you out. I know you got some stuff to do over this weekend, so go help yourself out. You know what I mean? Manscape. And you know, if you got a beard like these two gentlemen over here, Go get you a little beard beard hedger. You know what I mean? If you got nose hairs like him, <laughs> go get you a little weed whacker. And stop playing. Stop playing with your hygiene, y'all. B-team at manscaped.com. Get you 20% off in free shipping. Back to the pod. <laughs> do, I, do I really got nose hairs like yeah. that? Back All right. and better. Back Feeling and good. better. Welcome back, guys. This is what, episode seven? Six? It's got to be like seven. This has got to be episode seven. Lucky number seven. Welcome back to episode seven of the B-Team podcast. We're back with the usuals. We got Boozy over here. We got Rob over here. You know, it's the boy Ronick, and we got another guest over here. I'm going to let you go ahead and introduce Very yourself. Very special guest. The the well-acclaimed, you know what I mean? Forbes Thank featured. You. Thank you. Forbes featured. You know, Thank you. World traveler. Yep. You know? Yes, sir. Uh, Middle school C team basketball star. That's true. Yeah, we we all go way back. <laughs> high <laughs> high school choir star. Latino legend. Martin Nguyen. Martin Nguyen. <laughs> Martin Muse. Also known as Muse. World renowned DJ with a producer. V. Yeah, go ahead. Tell them about yourself, Martin. Yeah, I mean that, that's uh, it's definitely quite the intro. But yeah, basically go go by Martin. Uh, my my artist career go by Muse with a V, spelled M V S E. Um, yeah, I guess know, know these guys through middle school, high school, like way back. And, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess that's, uh, kick it off. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. well, yeah, I mean, you, you touched on it yourself. So you're, okay, so you're pretty much living like the modern day, if I'm not mistaken, version of being successful with like an artistic outlet while also having a balanced career. Is that, is that, is that, yeah, correct? yeah, I think that like, so yes, I guess from backstory, uh, my nine to five Monday through Friday is working in tech, like everyone else in San Francisco. Yeah. Outside of that, I have an artist career. Um, you know, DJing as Muse, making music as Muse, and traveling if I'm lucky enough that weekend. Um, you know, it, it, I think perceptively, definitely like very dreamlike. You know, you get to grind it out, have fun on the weekends, but in a lot of ways, it's also like you have two jobs too. You know, like For sure. you're, you're working. I think the hardest part during the pandemic was like, you couldn't go anywhere, uh, you know, 9am to 5pm, you're sitting at the same desk. And then after that, you're sitting at the same desk again, working on music. And you're just yeah. like, bro, just like, get me away from this room. Uh, so, right, no, you're right. good. You're good. So like, if you're the way that you just described it, what do you use for inspiration? 
Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's fair. I think like my background, I've always been very uh, music involved, just like growing up. So I like, was involved with music my entire life. Mom was in music. I uh, did a lot of music growing up. Um, played piano. Um, I was in band in uh, middle school. Mm-hmm. Uh, was super involved with music in high school. Um, Say what it was in high school. Yeah, we, we yeah all, I mean, I think I, we all we all had we all had so we all fair. had a class together that's in fair. high school. Yeah, we, we were all in men's choir together. I mean, I mean, okay, <laughs> allegedly. Okay, I, I'm gonna say I'm some of us were backups, and some of some of us were stars. Then, some, of us, some of us were in the back with the homies, <laughs> chilling, throwing up, you right. know, just throwing up, just videos in the middle of the all choir right, performance. For, for all you motherfuckers out there, don't think that was sick. Back in Cupertino. Choir was sick. Hey, no, it was popping. It was popping. If, if you were in choir in, in, at Cupertino, I'm not even lying. It was popping. It's, it's it's very hard to describe to anyone else in the world because it's usually because yeah, you will hear the choir. You'll hear choir be like, "Oh, you were a choir boy," but it was like honestly, that's kind of like sad all the boys were in choir. Well, actually, honestly, all that, the boys were in choir. as much as we're describing it, it's also like a look of like inflection too. It's like, damn, Cupertino was not fun. No, I mean like no, <laughs> objective. What it was though is that we had to either choose between theater and choir. Oh, oh yeah. those were your we, two like performing arts. We had to choose arts. one of those. You had to choose. Oh. So like, we weren't trying to be theater kids. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, nothing st- wrong with that though. There's nothing wrong with being a theater kid. I think it was just more so like, what was his name? What was the choir? You know, uh, Mr. Aaron. Mr. Aaron. Dude, yeah, he was a cool guy. He was, he was a funny. homie. He had a like, if you hate his bullshit taller like meter, yeah, then like you're on his shit list really? and you don't want to be on that. But it, it was hard to get like, but, you like, had a lot of. Slack. I mean, let's be clear. It wasn't like 20 dudes. It was like a hundred fucking dudes. Yeah. It was, like, <laughs> <laughs> way sicker yeah, yeah it was like a hundred there was, no, there was, a, there was yeah. a women's choir too there was a girls' choir there was like four women's separate choir, classes right? yeah, separate, separate classes for sure so it, it yeah. all dudes really like yeah. all dudes singing together <laughs> how are they singers? well you didn't have to be good at singing because like there's enough dudes to drown you out yeah so like you like, and Ronica were in yeah. the back did you hear Boozy did you hear Boozy's questions I was, I yeah, ask Martin like, how are these two as singers? Because I know, obviously, you're incredibly talented. I know they're not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm definitely not a singer. I was like, some high notes. I'm definitely not a singer. Yeah, uh, Martin's definitely an, an above average singer. Yeah, I, I'd say I'm above average. Yeah, I, I'd yeah. say I'd say like most of us enjoy singing. Most people enjoy singing. There was advanced like, choir. Though. Like there was advanced choir and Martin was right. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, yeah, Martin was very much like yeah. We it was pretty much the like they're like I hear these weak ass singers and it was like beginning choir and it was like us and like we're in like we're like in Hawaiian shirts doing like a Beach Boys <laughs> theme concert and Rob wasn't even in choir that year. Rob snuck up from the crowd. What? Just, yes. Wait, bro. actually, Rob. We had all the ho- Rob wasn't in that all the homies were in that class. Yeah, and bro. Rob took it before and he's like, "Fuck, all my boys are in it." But Rob would just pull up <laughs> I believe and that. we're all on stage during the real recital. Like everyone's parents are there like the theater's packed out or whatever <laughs> and we're all in our hawaiian shirts doing beach boys and rob just brought we told him to do it he just stood next to me and one of my other homies and he's just wearing the hawaiian shirt does not know any of the lyrics to the song and it's just like fucking fake lip reading everything just watermelon but watermelon the watermelon. Saying, the, the, saying the same songs as they did the previous year because i was in the class like i was in the year before well, you guys point were being, mr aaron he was also our like conductor during it too. Mm-hmm. So he halfway through, I will always remember him like looking over and like giving us instructions and then noticing that Robert's up there. <laughs> and first of all, hats off to him. Cause like in the middle of it to like, like Martin said, a shit ton dudes. of dudes in yeah. there to notice like this motherfucker is not in my class <laughs> like, to be like, what? And then to like, keep going. <laughs> like, so, so what happened after that uh um, nothing i don't think nothing there happened. was there was literally I mean, like, there I was I like i, I said choir I didn't cause a scene or anything so like, you, I didn't, but you just stayed till the end yeah i just like i just performed <laughs> with with that's, the that's bros pretty badass but. <laughs> and the parents were coming yeah. up to robert like amazing job great job <laughs> great job i'm like thank you he's like thank you rehearsals were crazy <laughs> uh, but, but, but point being it was sick shit 
Okay. Yeah, back in the day, it was sick shit. Yeah, it was popping. So it's like that Martin took popping. advanced choir. Were you a, you were a baritone, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, I mean, I, I was definitely a choir there, but I'm gonna be real. Like yeah. doing music stuff at Cupertino, you got to go. To, you got to travel. I got to go to Hawaii. Oh, I got wow. to go to uh, yeah. Vancouver. We all went. What? I was yes, Hawaii. Bro, yeah, really? that advanced choir was popping. Okay, because we couldn't sing. Right? Let me tell you, there, there was definitely a moment in Hawaii where like we sneak off, find weed somewhere. And like, this is the most bro moment, right? We're yeah. in my hotel room, just like, clearly like, just like lit out of my mind. Like, we all hear knocking at the hotel room. We're like, oh, fuck. We open the door. It's Mr. Aaron. He's just looking. He's like, mm, mm. Leaves. And we're like, oh, we're so fucked. <laughs> so fucked. Comes back 20 minutes later with pizza and just drops it off. Uh, and I'm just like, uh, this guy, this guy could have easily, I mean, it was my senior year too. This yeah. guy easily could have like been like, fuck yo, shit. that's blessed. Like, yeah. get the fuck home. Oh, he was, he was yeah. one of you the know, most like um, patient. Expelled. Yeah. Um, college rescinded everything. He just like drops off pizza and looked back and was like, I wonder if he knew. Of course, of course, he knew. Of course, yeah, he had to have of, of course he knew. He you had to have I mean? Of course, he knew. He's, He's like been there, done that. To be yeah. honest, yeah, yeah, that's sick. Yeah. Well, would you say so? Choir, for example, or whatever. Yeah. Like you, yeah, you've always been like very like musically gifted as well. Like I know you've always played the piano and other instruments as well. Remember, you had your classic Cupertino fuckboy ukulele phase as well. Just yeah. Like hey, to be fair, uh, everyone did. But everyone, yes. just but like everyone. I, else. I had a major one. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the, the ukulele was popping yeah. on Tumblr. But like, bro. that's the oh, Martin Filipino was a phase. big Tumblr guy. Martin was a big Tumblr. That's guy. true. That's true. I was. I was big on Tumblr. It was like um, the chill, like nude <laughs> like music. The, yeah, yeah the it was like the whole era of like everyone was on YouTube making covers and everyone was on Tumblr like yeah. simping out to the covers they made. One hundred percent. But would you say so? Like some of that stuff now, where like you look back, like. For example, we look back on like some of those things like I can't believe we did that. But like your career, like half your your other career is like very much like has to do with a very similar field. Do you look back on some of those memories and you're like, fuck, this is because we look back on it, it being that it has nothing to do with our lives yeah. now and that we are not musically talented whatsoever. Uh, but Rob's <laughs> got a couple. Rob's got a couple. Some of the worst bars some of the worst bars you'll ever hear in music history. But we look back on that, we're like, oh that's crazy. Do yeah. you look back on some of those like similar and like obviously more enhanced moments that you've had like that and be like, damn, I'm so grateful for that? Yeah, I mean I I think it definitely attributed to music in my career like in some way. Like mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think like making YouTube covers on Tumblr like made me a DJ. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I can walk through my, my, my music career. That'd be I awesome. Guess, like, yeah. Uh, like, growing up, I feel like I was like same as every Asian kid, you know, forced to play piano mm-hmm. um, to some degree and then you just fucking hate it. And then I quit, came back to all my own terms and then uh, it was really funny because I remember growing up like my parents would always force me to like play music just like every other Asian kid mm-hmm. and the moment I was like you know I want to be a musician they're like what the fuck bro like <laughs> why would you do that you know get get to college do x yeah. y and z um it's ironic so then I you know that I is, went to that is um, hella ironic yeah. it is uh so I went to USC and then actually picked up a jazz piano minor there um mm. and like this is you know before EDM producing or anything I uh, had a good time, and then I think like one semester in they like changed the entire curriculum so that like it'd be two night classes every single year uh, every single semester, and then I was just like, "Now nah, fuck that!" So yeah, I canceled it. Um, and then, like, here's here's my inspiring story about how I got into music production. Mm. Um, I, I get in. called in my senior year of college, and uh, my counselor was like, "Are you ready?" And I'm like, "Yeah, like, senior year is gonna be fucking lit." She's like, uh, "You're graduating this semester," and I was like, oh. no, "No, I'm not." Like, yeah, like what, what the fuck? Uh, and then basically, it's like, you know, what can I do to stay? And she was like, uh, well, like, I-, I see you had a jazz piano minor and we just started a music production minor this semester and your credit's transferred. Like, are you interested? I'm like, 
Damn. Fucking sign me yes. up. Was that the was that the Dr. Dre school of music? Program no, thing? no, that was Thorn, but they did start that that year too. That yeah, was cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, basically, I stayed because I, I wanted to party. Like, because yeah, I mean, yeah. at SC, you transferred too, right? Uh, so yeah, so so I went in sophomore year. Hell yeah. Okay. Um, and then basically, you know, fall semester is football season. Mm-hmm. Spring semester is Coachella, Vegas, fucking Cabo, yeah. and so you're not gonna miss that. Yeah. You you visited a couple yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. We had some up. good times yeah, at SC. Yeah. You visited. I pulled up. Uh, and so yeah, basically, it was just like you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm not graduating. Uh, uh, yeah. And then I picked up that minor. Um, and then I, you know, looking back, not that I didn't learn much, but like I, I was more, you know, obsessed with just taking the class to like party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like if I took those classes today, knowing what I know now, I'd probably get a lot more out of it. Yeah. Um, but I'm thankful because like it definitely like got me exposed into you know music production. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I never never went to a single rave in college. Never wasn't even into EDM. So I, I'd consider myself definitely a late bloomer kind of yeah. in that regard. Uh, but yeah, thankful that like that was what got me into it and kind of repelled my DJ music career. But um, what do they, why what do they you teach stick, you? Why did you stick yeah. with it if you did it because you felt like you wanted to stay at school longer? Like, Why did you stay with it after graduation? That's true, yeah. So I think that like, I think starting DJing, producing are very different things, right? Like people kind of synonymize it these days, but like DJing is like, you know, playing, curating music and producing is a whole nother different piece. You know, I know people who are great at either or, and there's people, you know, who who are great at both. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, so how I got into DJing, I was DJing frat parties back in the day. Like I'm sure I was one of your own as well. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. For sure. sure. And I, I, I'm, I'm sure I was the same as everyone else. Like everyone wanted to be the next Kygo. Everyone like thought there were going to be a tropical house DJ. Got into DJing at some point in college back then, mm-hmm. um, so that's how I got into it. And then music production wise, I think afterwards, um, I kind of just stuck with it. You know, I I really wanted to find something when I started working outside of work to like keep me sane. Um, and at the time, like I was still, you know, had the Muse name but had no catalog, no music, and honestly, I just kind of stuck with it. Um, you know, every single year, slowly, slowly growing. Um, and I'd say. You know, people always ask, like, how are you doing both today? Because you see kind of where I am with my professional career, but also, like, my music career, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, bro, I didn't start this shit yesterday. Yeah, like, it's a slow you know, grind, like, like, bro. I've, it's been really, really slow, but I also have a team, like, on both sides. Now, people working under me on one side, I have a team on the music side. Like, it's not a solo project anymore. Yeah. So that helps a lot. Yeah. And you're on a record label, yeah? Uh, so I'm not signed to a specific record label. I think it's a little bit different how EDM works. Okay. So like for EDM, like let's just say talking major labels, right? Yeah. Like you know for for rap, hip hop, pop, uh, how it works is they find talent, you know, sign them a blank check and basically be like, give us two albums or whatever. Mm. So with EDM, there's a really cool kind of a new wave happening where you can just sign a single record to a label. And then have that partnership. And if it works out, obviously they want you to come back. And mm-hmm. if not, you know, you can sh- cut ties and just go to someone else. Mm-hmm. So it's super flexible. I guess like on the topic of flexibility, I'm yeah. super curious about this topic because like I have friends that are like in the music industry and obviously not as deep in the game as you are, but do you feel mm-hmm. like working with like that type of entity um, affects your creative ability and like when you want to drop like does it have any effect on that yeah i mean there's definitely a business side to music yeah right and like that's actually something that i nerd out like super hard about and i know like that's not most artists like that's why artist managers exist Mm -hmm. right like managers exist self-managed i'm not self-managed no i I, I have a manager okay cool Um, his name is julian yeah so i'm not self-managed but like he managed a lot of other artists and helped with that like i nerd out hard about this shit like anytime i read articles uh, like tell you fun. I guess I'll spit some fun facts. Yeah, so like, yeah, for sure. Uh, a couple of years ago, 
Isn't who Scooter Braun is? Yeah, yeah, yeah Justin so like, Bieber's old dude. So, so yeah. how he his claim to fame is yeah. he discovered Justin Bieber, yeah. right? But this guy's a fucking shark. Like he owns so much of the music industry. So he also manages Ariana Grande, Dan Pache, mm, yeah. Demi Lovato, Quavo. He just bought Taylor like, Swift's catalog too, right? He, he owns all of his catalogs. Yeah. And then it's funny because a couple years ago he he bought this uh, Korean entertainment company called Hybe, and Hybe like last month acquired quality control which owns QC, migos yeah. like all of them yeah it's funny because like on the news it was like oh yeah korean company buys hip-hop catalog and it's like it's this fucking motherfucker and then like you know I, there's like they, they basically now run all of like hip-hop in america pop in america and k-pop in like korea that's wow. crazy and it's insane right. like Those checks are clearing for scooter it's insane Bob, so there, there's new i mean i don't know if you guys are aware of like k-pop there's this really new group called new G. A bunch of girls, but basically, have you ever heard of Blackpink? Yeah, they're like yeah, opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're headline you know Coachella, Blackpink, right? Yeah, yeah. They went from zero to like five thousand overnight. Mm-hmm. New Jeans came out like two months ago, first song ever. Have already passed Blackpink in like monthly listeners. That's wow. Just like what? two months of two months of existing. They just got they have, they the crazy backing, push. Though. It's the backing. Is, is it, it the backing or like? It, how? I mean, it's, it's, it's are they just bad? Yeah. No, no, no. They're solid. Like it's super catchy. Are they like? Are the chicks bad? Uh, I mean, one's like, fourteen, so oh, I'm I'm oh, not gonna crazy. comment on that. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm just gonna. <laughs> Don't look at me. Look that way. Look so I'm not... As I said, I rescind my question. Tell it on himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, I mean, if if you, you guys know crazy, he up, probably still wants an answer. <laughs> I'm, I, I'd like you to tell me. I'm curious. They're not all 14, right? No, no. The youngest one's 14. <laughs> I, I don't know the age range, but I know there's a 14-year-old. <laughs> no, you're right. How they're, are you still curious? So it's, like, it's like the Jackson 5. You know? Yeah. It's yeah, like the Jackson exactly. 5 back in the day. It's Korean <laughs> and women. Shut up, bro. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Keep if you guys, like, they, they've got like maybe five songs out. And like, I, okay. I'm positive, like, if you've been on like TikTok or Instagram, you've heard their song. The fact that two months in of like just like existing... That's They're like crazy. past Blackpink, who, by the way, is now head kind of Coachella. Dude, like the collaborations with anything in general with like K-pop is like crazy. Like Ice Spice, for example, just like yeah. remix that song with Blackpink, and it's mm. like you can't escape. No, it's not that. Blackpink. It's, it's it was like Black Panther. Oh, it was like it was, it's, it's not Blackpink. It's Pink Panther. Pink Panther. Yeah, 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 I'm yeah. Mistaken. it's not the same thing. Oh, that's yeah. not K-pop at all. Then. No, it's I not. don't think so. It's not. That's just like, no. But Blackpink's with Cardi Whatever, B. Whatever, bro. You yeah. thought she was fourteen. What? <laughs> Blackpink had a Cardi B song. Like yeah. in the last album, even like if you look at like the influence of K-pop, like on like a it's completely global. different scale, like it's insane. Fan voting for They're the NBA, huge. fan it's voting insane. for the NBA for yeah, All Star yeah. Game. Andrew Wiggins got like co-signed by someone that was like super famous um, in the K-pop scene, and he was like, "Vote for Andrew Wiggins." Yeah, he's voted <laughs> into the All Star starters for his first ever like All Star Game, and like he had like a good year, but definitely not good enough to like be a starter for the All Star Game last year. But like that's just like. Examples and like they're they're like, a they're a fucking cult. That's too. why like you say my people. Yeah, yeah. They're it's crazy. A, they're a, they're it's like insane. Swifties, but yeah. like yes, way harder. Yeah, crazier. Like way harder. Um, on the topic of like you coming up, like how did you come up with your name? I was just about to ask that. It's a good yeah. question. Uh, I, I, I mean, it's definitely not SEO friendly. I'll tell you that much. Uh, I mean, I, I didn't think about that when I started. Yeah. Um, I, I think I was just super infatuated with like Greek and Roman like mythology growing up, mm-hmm. and so like. Like, the muses are, like, the, the arts and, like, music, like, goddesses or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then back then, it was just hip to, like, put, like, a, you know, a, a, syllab- you know, a consonant yeah, where yeah, a vowel yeah. is kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So, I did that. I mean, looking back, like, you know, it, I probably would have done something different just to 
be more SEO friendly. What, okay. would, what, would, what would the 2023 more, if you were to just start today, what's that new name? I don't know. I mean, it's a good question. I, Use I like with a U. Back yeah. in the day, <laughs> back in the day in college, I, I had a nickname just like Martin Maybach. Like that was kind of That's a thing. Was, <laughs> that your, was, was that your Instagram name for a while? I, it was for a long it time. Was it was Martin Maybach. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember I, I saw I that. I was like, like how it came Thomas. about, but like that was just a thing in college. So maybe that like, that that would have been pretty yeah, sick. That's hard. Uh, Martin, <laughs> Martin Maybach. Maybach. Yeah. I feel like Maybach <laughs> Martin goes even harder. Maybach Martin. Yeah. <laughs> Maybach music. Um, well, that's crazy though. I mean, we were just talking about like Ice Spice on like Pink Panthers and like features like that. Do you have like right now? I know you've already had like a lot of success and like a lot of like exposure, obviously with the name with like your music. We're still career. coming up, man. Still 100%, coming up. One hundred percent. One hundred. I mean, obviously, like right now, like we're trying to resonate with that as well. Like, yeah. that's, that's the goal. Like, we're starting to understand like how much work it takes but obviously like getting people on as well like is a huge boost would you have like a dream feature you can't say porter or maddie up. i mean that's fair and by the i way, know i know you were gonna I know say we, porter we know or you maddie love porter. <laughs> you know so, so, so i guess like contrary to belief everyone thinks like maddie like my number one and like for you guys right now like i'm a maddie on stand so i fucking die and I've, re- I've recently like been hanging out with him here and there oh, see, wow. oh that's see wow. my festivals that's that's yeah very full which, which is that's crazy because awesome. he's like a god to me yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, creativity but i will say collab wise like his music is so different than mine that a collab like wouldn't make sense but like that doesn't mean like i don't love his music i think like i think when you are able to make music that you can't assign a genre to like you you're a god Mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and i think like that's to me the pinnacle of like innovation creativity artists who deserve like their own space yeah um that's, collab- what, that's what you're putting maddie on and like porter in yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean like okay maddie on and porter found them so how they found each other i think there were like 12 online on like a forum mm-hmm. and like you yeah. know found each other and like at the time nobody else was making music you know mm-hmm. i think if they were releasing the music they made 10 years ago today it would still like be so innovative yeah this is probably way more inspiring for him because i don't know if you've heard he does not have success with meeting up with people online uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the fact that they've become such an iconic duo out of yeah. that um but there's yeah hope. there's uh, hope it hurts so you said like you're like people that are able to create music where you can't assign a genre to it like that's like the upper echelon but like you don't think you guys would mesh together well uh, I'm, I'm sure we'd make something oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sure we could figure something out yeah, like, yeah, and yeah, if yeah. if some if like my manager called me today it's like hey hugo maddie of course you're gonna like, do it yeah. I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm not gonna be like yeah you know i, I, I don't think <laughs> i we'd don't be know, but... you know I mean? like, <laughs> of course i'll fucking figure it yeah. out um but honestly like there are so many good artists in the space and i think like one is killing it is like elenium like yeah. I, I think that like yeah, you know, it's going crazy he, he, it's, it's funny because like his changing his sound too though yeah and like you know he came up as kind of like at first, he went viral. There was like Chainsmoker remixes, mm-hmm. and then at one point, you know, he he was he was growing really fast, and it became almost like generic to say Lenny, my favorite artist, because like everyone's yeah. saying it. But now he's like achieved such a level of fame. He's doing stadium tours. He like you know he's doing football arenas where like like you can't really hate on that. Yeah. You, know, you can't. Like, this guy, this guy's the god. I was fried out of my mind. Like I think it was like the last day of Outside Lands. I saw him for like a second, like yeah. right after Post Malone. But I was exhausted, but enough to a point where I was still like vibing, like in the crowd and stuff. Yeah, and everything. Yeah. So I was like, if you had me doing that when I was ready to just like Pass curl out. up in a ball and sleep for a week and just straight yeah. up hibernate, you're doing something right. Yeah. <laughs> and I think like those guys like are definitely spearheading because like, EDM in America is still relatively new. Like compared to like Europe, those guys have been going stadium raves for like ever, you know? Yeah. So like, I mean, like they've been doing that like electronic music for so long. So. So forever. long, we're like, forever. they're actually like yeah. testing their drugs yeah. at the fucking exactly. dude, dude. grounds. Dude, you know, it, it's like crazy. Like, I've, I've been raving over <laughs> yeah. in like Amsterdam. Yeah. Like, on, like on King's Day, which is like their July 4th. 
Okay. You're right. Like it's it's out in the open. Yeah. Like, people are just so casually like, would you like some Molly? Or, like, yeah. You know, would you like this? Or if not, we can go get it tested at this tent over here. Yeah. It's and crazy. It's, it's so open about it. But you know, I, I do think that like we're starting to adopt um, and understand that like that's a really good mindset to have. Like I think like Insomniac, you know, one of the major festival yeah, players. Yeah, yeah. They just started having like testing like tents there. Um, you know, and like I think that like the idea obviously is you know buy hella drugs and go get it tested, but yeah. it's just like they're gonna do it anyways. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm gonna be real. I'm not. I'm not endorsing this, by the way, but it's gonna yeah. happen. If it's gonna happen, you better be safe. Safe about it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think that mindset that's definitely like you know growing over here, um, especially as music festivals are becoming just like bigger and bigger every day. Um, so Lenium would be that dream feature then. Yeah, I, I think so. so well. well I, I'd probably be a feature for him, you know. If, if, right. Yeah. For sure. yeah. So yeah. someone that you do work with, though, um, I don't know if I want to put your business out there, sure, but yeah. is your girl, who's yes. also into music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's it's, fucking it's, awesome. It's my Talk girlfriend, to us about that. Yeah, so my girlfriend Nell is also, you know, a DJ and producer. Yeah, shout out to Nell. She's one of the nicest people ever. Yeah. I haven't met her, but yeah. shout out to Nell. Um, so we actually met through the music circle a long, long time ago. Um, like, awesome. I got to say, maybe like, five six years ago uh we met at the same we were playing at the same show um and i think like was it out here no it was in socal it was like yeah. a long 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 time ago i'm um, back in like 2018 or 17 or something like something's it's crazy that that's yeah. a long yeah, time yeah. ago but... so like honestly like we, we were just friends for a while like you know we, we were friends in the music industry circle for a while um and then you know one day we, we weren't you know uh <laughs> yeah. and, and, and that actually started that, that was like a pandemic kind of inception thing Did you shoot your like, shot you know? like right off the bat or how'd that go to? I, I mean like as like corny as it sounds it was just like super organic it was just like or sounds just I, i'm at a party and like <laughs> there's like three chairs there's three chairs but i'm gonna sit like on your chair kind of thing yeah. as you were sitting on it kind of thing yeah, and yeah. uh-oh what happened yeah. you know it's like you need some help spinning those turntables baby yeah like, I, got, I got the right one it's like <laughs> mini golf like when you're like helping with the stroke but you're right behind like actually yeah. if you turn it exactly exactly actually right, if you just right, turn right. the knob like this right write that here. one down write that one down <laughs> <laughs> right, that let one me down. see what that finger do yeah. though yeah. <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> you gotta be gentle with it yeah. so do you guys like ever perform together we have so, so yeah. we, we have we have a couple years back um i'd say like we independently you know we, we kind of just do our own thing in music space and, and you know we have a collective of friends who we're together with that's fucking awesome um, we have performed together like way i think like 2011 mm-hmm. um but yeah i think for now we kind of 11 no sorry it's t- 2021 yeah, sorry, <laughs> like, you performed sorry. our software sorry, you're high school. <laughs> you weren't there bro yeah, i was like what did i miss um so yeah i think it was like 2021 um yeah we kind of just have our own independent artist career but it works really well um like i think what works really well is we have like our own space at home so i have my own studio so we have like, we have a three bedroom we have a, a bed a shared bedroom and then her office my office and then get out of each other's hair does she have a studio set up too because i saw yours your studio set up sick uh I mean, what is a studio, anyways, right? Like, yeah, I, guess I mean, kind of. So, so yeah, yeah, she has like she had uh, the studio, like the, the Rocket KRK monitors, okay, um, that I gave her, and that's. I mean, that's all. I, and then she has an interface. That's all you really need: yeah. a laptop, an interface, and a speaker. Mm-hmm. And she has a full time. So she like in terms of like splitting passion, same thing. also same second thing. career with full time. That's fucking yeah, awesome. Same dude. thing. Yeah, and your manager too, right? I, I remember talking to him. He's working. He's too. a software engineer at Salesforce. Yeah, yeah. And then he manages a couple it's of whole, us over the here whole game. Does he manager? Does he manage your girl as well? No, 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 no. Does she have her own manager, or is she self? She self managed. Okay. Do you feel like uh, your girl ever has any influence on your like creative output? 
Uh, I mean, that's a fair question. I mean, I definitely, like, ask for, like, input and stuff, but I think for the most part, like, creativity just, like, spurs super random. Yeah. Like, I think, like, the hardest part about production is definitely the inspiration. Mm -hmm. But, like, the second you have an idea, you can knock that baby out. You know, just grinding it out. Mm -hmm. So, like, die in your arms over a million plays on Spotify. Yeah. What was going through your head when you made that? That boy did his research. Yeah. They're like, why am I about to cry right now? <laughs> so, uh, I mean, the song is obviously a very emotional song, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, funny enough, the emotions, like, didn't come from, like, uh, like love or anything. or anything. Yeah, it was, I think there was, like, a Christmas uh, during the pandemic, actually, that I was just, like, by myself because I couldn't travel to see family. I think my, my flight cancellations got lost or something. So honestly, I was just like at home, like making beats. It was just like down bad, just like yeah. depressed. Yeah. I mean, that is enough of like a reason. Yeah. To be, like, yeah just yeah, like yeah. kind of feeling alone. Like, exactly. I feel like a lot of music inspiration comes from that. And then it's funny because I, I had this whole thing, you know, about like, I want the song to be about like, you know, family, companionship. And like my team was just like, no one's going to want to listen to you being at home on Christmas by yourself, bro. We got to make this a love song. It's like, all right, we're making a love song. Yeah. Uh, so we pivoted, um, and then, you know, that's how Dying Your Arms started out. It's a great song. It, it became man. a love song. More relatable. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's an absolutely. That shit goes. It's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's super sick. Yeah. Hey, something I always. And we'll drop all of Martin's music info, yeah, music we'll, socials, all that. Yeah, we'll we'll all be in the, plug description, it in the description in the bio. We'll plug all that. Um, but so I, if you guys are trying to get your cry on, yeah. we got you. He's got some other non crying songs. No, for too. sure. He's got some bangers. Yeah, he's got some bangers. We call it cry banging because one second you're crying, the second you're like head the next second. You, yeah. you never know what you get going to my show. <laughs> you have a, it's you definitely have a song that you're most proud of. Like yeah. you're like you look back on. You're like, I mean, they're all his babies for probably. sure. I mean, it, it's yeah. tough. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd like to think that the one I'm most proud of hasn't happened yet. Hell yeah, because um, because they're also different. That's you know? a hard ass. Answer. Yeah, you know, because they they're they're also different. And like, I think like again, like I started my career thinking I'd be the next Kygo making Tropical House. You yeah. know. Uh, and so, like, I like to think, hopefully, you know, whatever artist direction I take, I'm, like, still kind of keeping my story consistent. Uh, but, you know, my music could sound completely different in five years. And by the way, like, I th I definitely think artists should be doing that. And, Absolutely. Like, yeah, 100%. I, I think, like, the hardest thing to, in this day and age to be innovative is, like, you can either go two ways. You know, fans would be like, oh, that shit slapped. That was so innovative. Um, but, like, sounds kind of similar. Or people can be like, oh, you're not innovating enough. And they want to hear the same thing. Right, but if they go too innovative, then it's just like yeah, it's, it's like, like stay in your lane. Yeah, so what yeah. Would you hear it? Or like, the, you? like the fans want to hear a certain thing. Exactly. Yeah. So Based it's, on it's your catalog, super hard right? to like yeah. cater to everyone's palate because like the spectrum is so different. It's just like oh, it doesn't sound like you, or oh, it's too innovative, or mm -hmm. oh, it sounds like the same shit. Yeah, so what exactly. would you say to someone that maybe is like, let's say that's they have this new sound that yeah. they tried out, and none of us have ever heard it. No one's heard it, but sure. in their head, like that's that. But like that's a very valid kind of fear to have, where it's like. I can put this out there, but this is just not at all what people, yeah. like, what would you say to someone to be like, find that medium of like being able to put it out there to where it's like, you know, fucking listenable. Essentially, yeah. I but mean, while also like not losing an ounce of like their individual creativity and like giving them the courage to like put this shit out there, probably set themselves up for this shit is ass right off the bat. So people yeah. really find out and they're like, wait, this kind of goes like, I'm, what is this? Like, like, first of all, I think like, everyone starts off making ass music. That's a fact. Everyone sucked at one point. No one started making music production Rob's good, first right? Race, like yeah, every, first everyone race, sucked yeah. at some point. It's it's everyone did something for the first time at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and it's funny, I, I tweeted like a couple of weeks ago and it was like, shout out to when we all sucked and everyone was like, what are you, what are you talking about, bro? Yeah. I'm like, 
everyone sucked at one point. That's yeah. a, that's a fact. We didn't even we never released our first episode when we were filming because we were like we watched it back and immediately we were like yeah and we looked after we're like <laughs> we we're like damn this shit was sad. ass. <laughs> like that, that's also like the, the producer's mindset. Like you know the second I drop a song, I'm just like Fuck, I should have changed that. Yeah. Like this, this, and that. And, yeah. and my note to that is just just put it out, man. Like if if you don't put it out, I know so many you know incredible producers producers who are starting out who are just like it's not the perfect one yet. I'm like if, yeah. if you never release never... this one. You're never going to drop the second one. You're yeah. never going to have the third one. For sure. So you just got to put it out. And, and just you like, have to learn from like, not necessarily like letting the feedback impact you, yeah. but like you can choose whether or not if it's constructive to you. Yeah, and exactly. You and like you have that. to like, from a, at least from a producer standpoint, you have to make music for yourself first. Absolutely. You know, like obviously you want to cater to your fans and yeah. whatnot, but keep in mind like I'm making music that I want to hear in yeah. the first place. And the fact that people are resonating with it is just a huge, huge plus. Yeah. That's on, on that vein, yeah. I've I've heard of artists like they made a song or they produced a song and they're like, "Fuck, I really don't like this music," but they put it out and it's been their like most wildly yeah, oh, song. totally, yeah, totally, and, and that's the whole thing. You know, yeah. you, you never know how people will, will receive music. Mm-hmm. Um, Has I that think, happened to you? Where you're, there was a song that you made that you're like, "I don't want to put this out," and you put it out and it actually did numbers? Uh, luckily not yet, because yeah. like I'd say any song that you hear that like comes out mm. has probably been like locked in for the past half year minimum. Oh wow. And okay. so like yeah. it, it yeah. takes a while for market. I don't think people realize like how much like marketing and PR and preparation it goes. Mm-hmm. Like at a bare minimum, just to submit your music for like the Spotify editorial stuff mm-hmm. has to be a month. Oh wow. And then prior to that, like there's like the label process where like you shop around with labels, labels have their own schedule. That's mm-hmm. typically like okay, our first release date is like six months out kind mm-hmm. of thing. So from there in the six months you have to like plan on like all of like the launch. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that like a lot of artists these days are too afraid to like promote themselves. Like I think like people get shy to like reshare their stuff on Instagram and whatnot. They they think that you drop a song, post a story, and you're good. And then, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, There's like, a lot more. Like, I'm out here, you know, still promoting stuff from like a year ago. Yeah. And yeah, I think that sure. once you get over that fear um, of like honestly promoting yourself, then like your kind of creativity, what you allow yourself to do, you know, flexibility wise will definitely expand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are like what are like some uh some like golden tidbits you can give about like marketing your music? Uh that's a good one. So I think I think in today's, you know, day and age, streaming is like obviously everything. Mm-hmm. And like the key to that is playlists. Like you mm-hmm. get on playlists. Like Spotify oh, you gotta get on exactly yeah. playlists. Playlist. I mean there there's like Spotify generated ones and there's also like, yeah. you know, user generated ones. Yeah. Um something that is obviously a huge winner that I'm personally not very good at is like social media too. Like if mm. you can get your music viral on TikTok, Instagram, like, like a trend or something. Exactly. For I mean, sure. any yeah. popular song you hear on the radio today, it's probably trending on TikTok. One hundred percent. And like yeah. my aux cord's broken in my car, so I've just been yeah on music for the last like I've just been on the radio for the last three weeks. And just everything on Man, TikTok. It's but, like, but it works TikTok. all the songs I heard on TikTok. I'm like, it works well because our attention spans are so small these days yes, that like yes. all you need is like six seconds of that, and then you hear it and you're like, oh wait, that was kind of catchy. Then you hear it on like ten more TikTok back to back to back, same yeah, song. Yeah. Um, so that that yeah. I, I, I feel like a lot of the younger generation definitely has like the TikTok and Instagram figured out. Just capitalize on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're doing well. I mean, from like what we saw, um, you have about like 50, 55,000 monthly listeners, which is no small feat. It's very yeah, yeah. impressive. Um, so like whatever formula that you have, like keep iterating on that and keep doing it. But you're definitely doing your thing. It's yeah. So thank you. I mean, it's yeah. it's. We've seen you since we were kids. So. The algorithm yeah. is a scary thing. I'm just yeah. going to say yeah. that. Like, the algorithm is a scary we try thing. To, we try to decode it every single day. And then, like, as we try to, like, talk about stuff in the algorithm, we're like, Dude, it's... we just remind ourselves at the end of the group chat, right? Like, we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Like, no one knows how this shit <laughs> It's so funny. No I talk to my friends works. about it all the time. And it's just like one day, you know, a post 
that has nothing to do with music. You're just like posting your ass cheeks or something, and it gets like forty thousand, you know, views, <laughs> and you're just like sick. And then the next day you post you like uh, like dropping your song, and you're just like two likes, and it's like bro, yeah, like, what, yeah, what happened? Like, and you, the algorithm's a scary thing, even on Spotify. That's yeah. the thing too, like, because obviously as you accumulate monthly listeners, mm-hmm. like, I think the momentum grows as you grow monthly listeners, and they basically start recommending your music to people who listen to similar stuff right yeah yeah yeah. so when you do that and like you know as an artist you want to evolve but you drop something completely different like that like messes with your audience so it's it's a scary thing man and honestly like i i I don't think anyone has it figured out yeah so so like the playlist thing is it like because we like we have a boy that uh he he like owned a playlist or something he was like charging artists to like get get a spot on that playlist is that kind of how it works so so that's definitely a real thing that's 100% against Spotify's TNCs. Really? Uh, 100%. Like, if, if, like, legally, and they'll say, it, like, you're not allowed to charge for it, but it's a very real thing. Yeah. Um, and I think it depends. I think that, like, playlisting, if you have, like, organic, real people, mm-hmm. um, you know, the playlist will do well. But there's also so many places. I mean, you can, you can bot anything. Like, you can bot Instagram followers. Mm-hmm. Um, you can bot likes. And I think what people don't realize is, like, you're only hurting yourself when you do that. Yeah. Because the, the algorithm can tell. Yeah, and let's just say we think we think. Like, so. Stop doing that. <laughs> Rob <laughs> has this. T- Rob not, does this not exactly. Not people can tell. For the algorithm. <laughs> the people, the yeah. people can tell. Like, yeah, let's people say, can tell. You, too. you have thirty thousand followers, right? Yeah. And I, I know some DJs with like two hundred thousand followers, and they yeah. have like five comments. I'm like, really, like, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like, how it's so bad is that now your engagement rate is five divided by two hundred thousand. One hundred percent. They're not going to recommend your thing to anything. And so I think like a very common thing I see artists do is like you know they like pumping their numbers, and that really only just hurts you, man. One hundred percent. In the long game. Because it's also about building a community too. Yeah. So like you can have that follower growth, but I think like it's just not sustainable. And yeah, like it's I mean, also like you can buy those followers, but at the end of the day, like all of that and like gaining that following, like and if what you're doing, if you're making a career, exactly. it's like it's also shooting yourself in the foot financially like too. The algorithm is just going to recommend your stuff to more bots who will never look at your videos. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I mean, you guys had like a, a snippet go viral. I saw. What do you guys think like made that one viral specifically? It was just some fucking ridiculous story. <laughs> it was, it was, I think yeah. it was just more it was so just like a wild yeah, story. Yeah, it was just more ridiculous. so like as you're watching and for reference, we're talking about the Rob Tinder swindle clip. Yeah, um, it's pinned on all our socials just because why would we not? Um, I think as you're watching it, the average viewer from what I've heard from some of my friends that don't know Rob are like, okay, but he can't get more stupid. Okay, but there's no way. Okay, but at this point, he knows this is sketch. And like, there's literally a part where like, if you really watch it back, where you would have been like, oh, this is it is like when he's like, have you ever seen another guy's dick before? Would you get weirded out? And the fact that Rob says, I'm down. maybe, <laughs> maybe, and I'm like, maybe. And then he's like, when I pull up to the parking lot and it's a little Vietnamese dude, you would think like at that point, you're like, oh, I'm going to set up. Yeah, I'm going like, to go home. But to at some point, get in this guy's yeah. car and sit. Like, it's just more so like, I think it went viral. It's an anomaly and it's hard yeah. to like put into like. And like, uh, speaking about the algorithm, like, what before- works so well is like, as like, it's like an onion unveiling it. People are continuing to watch it so it's not like people are just exploring past it like people yeah. are genuinely watching through to find out what happens i also think it was like the aspect of there being like a cliffhanger at the end like mm-hmm. people want to hear the rest of the story should we give them the rest no <laughs> we give them the rest. half the comments half yeah. the comments yeah. are like the clip ends with rob saying and i come to realize later and then like we cut it right there that's, that's beautiful yeah. we, which, we, which is what we did we were like fuck should we give him the rest of it and we're like no nah, honestly not because like we didn't even release the full because like we said remember the first this was one said, that we actually almost didn't put out because there was an issue with some some content in the video yeah exactly uh, yeah. but we were like honestly like it's nothing offensive to anyone other than the fact that like it's offensive 
to me and Boozy at the fact that we're claiming him as a homie. To me as a Vietnamese um, person. <laughs> <laughs> and Martin being Vietnamese. <laughs> being Vietnamese. We have a we have a, we have a Vietnamese yeah. we have a little we have a little Vietnamese dude with gla- a homie with glasses yeah. that we described that Rob like describes. So we took a picture where like this is the guy. Like we edited, <laughs> we edited like a little bubble on him and it's like whip your shit out, which is exactly what the dude said to Rob. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> no, but I think like it's kind of hard to like for that one in particular to mm-hmm. be like this was the recipe for success because like you never know because. Yeah. Well, it's also like an anomaly of like the story itself. But yeah, yeah, I think like there's little things in there like leaving that cliffhanger. Like I mentioned, we had that first episode, which we just weren't too proud. We just knew we could do better. Yeah. Um, and like the setups and hands, we figured out like sound enhancement quality. Um, yeah. We upgraded the camera and everything as well, too. Um, just a lot of stuff's been upgraded. But like that story in itself, we're like, yeah, we're figuring out. A way. I mean, that's, that's my point, there. though. Like you'll never know which one to go viral. So like yeah. as creator, I feel you just, just got to make keep stuff that you like. And that's, you know? too, like, and that's what we keep reminding ourselves yeah. is like. We got to do what we think is funny or what we're, we're proud of. And like from there, yeah. like that's exactly what the mindset was with that one. And as long as we keep doing that, like, and same, I'm sure goes with music as well. Like if you listen to it, like you've seen success in what you've done and what you've thought you're proud of. Yeah. So as long as you continue to do that, regardless of how it performs, you can look back on it and be like, I, this was dope. Yeah, like, I'm totally. And I think at the end of the day, like you have to have that. Like yeah. you have to oh, have yeah. like your own personal, like you have to no make it for regret. yourself. Exactly. Yeah. 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 A little bit of perfectionist syndrome definitely can. It's it's hard. It's hard to it's hard to knock that. But it, as an artist, like one of the beautiful things is you get the opportunity to like write your own narrative. Yeah, one hundred percent. Speak for you. You're literally whatever you want to put out is exactly what you wanted to put out. Exactly. And you know, let it say what you want it to say. And people can always interpret art differently because art is ultimately um, open for interpretation. But, yeah. Like, you're still writing super your subjective. Own yeah. yeah. And, and I agree with that. I think like building a narrative is a big is a big one. I think that like. I definitely try to be super authentic, like with my posts, my music, mm-hmm. um, and like if I meet someone in real life, I want it to make it as if like I'm the same person they thought they knew. Yeah, online, yeah, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of that comes from not trying, and like if you know what I mean. Because like if you're just and you've always been that way, like, you've Being always authentic. been like very like shamelessly yourself, as all of us I yeah. think are, which I think is a good thing. Um, I think like if you try, like I don't know. I mean, you definitely have way more experience in this do you like see do you ever have to find yourself like trying to remain yourself um so i mean I if think, that makes sense yeah no, no, no. i th- i think let's just say like if, if i if i'm at a show one of my own shows and like you know there's a fan that wants to meet me at a show or i'm at another friend's yeah. and i mean like i i think i do definitely put in a little bit effort beyond kind of being myself to make sure that they feel like there, yeah, like, fulfilled yeah. exactly. Yeah, so like, like, oh, this was just a dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not like, it's, not like, like, it's not like I'm just tapped up and be like, it's good, man. I'll see you later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't want to act brand new. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I, I I always will ask them like how the event's going if yeah. they're having a good time. That's fucking like, awesome. And it's also a little bit for yourself too, huh? Thing, yeah, you know, exactly. I was gonna ask like, what is your favorite fan like meeting experience? Yeah, let's get crazy. Uh, oh man. Okay. Okay. So well, okay, we, we we can get crazy, but let me talk about the, the genuine. Okay. So yeah, genuine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's get wholesome. Before. <laughs> yeah. So the genuine was. Um, well, I, I was. I forgot what show I played at. Um, it was in L. I played some show in California, and my Maddion loving fan asked flew to New York to catch a Maddion show. Um, the next day. Literally the next the next day after seeing Maddie on the previous week, um, <laughs> and this, was this before you, you wait? Met just him? real quick, sorry to interrupt. Now that you guys are homies, yeah. Like, they, like now that you have that relationship, have you told him any of this shit? Like how much of like a without like you're not trying to be like 
oh my god, I know we're boys, but yeah, I fucking love I mean, you. I, like, does he I, know? Kind I would of say like us being boys is an overstatement. I've met him and had conversations. Okay, okay. Like, so like more of an times. acquaintance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. So like we're at the point where like, if I see him, you know, I'm like, what's up, Hugo? And he'll like recognize me. Mm-hmm. All right, Hugo, come um, out. And like, <laughs> <laughs> I wish, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think like I fanboy just as hard as anyone else would, and I try to like keep cool kind of stuff. So like. I go into those conversations like with like three questions, like what am I going to ask him? Which yeah. sounds super like planned, um, but, no, but, but it's like you don't want to waste. You don't want to yeah, waste yeah. that I moment. I genuinely either. have yeah. like scenarios planned, um, and so so the story is basically I forgot what show I was playing at. Um, literally the next day, I flew to New York to catch Maddion. We uh, we pull up to, to the event. Maddion's on like I don't know twenty thirty minutes, and the line is at Terminal Five, and it's wrapped like around the fucking block, just like. Like, there was no way I was seeing Maddie on. And so, like, I'm, like, depressed, like, walking up the line, like, do I know anyone? Do I know anyone? Just, like, just, like, slowly yeah. being sneaky about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some guy's, like, news, literally, <laughs> oh, calls me out. And he was, like, cool. I was at your show yesterday. Can I get a photo? And I literally was, like, can I bring up 10 friends right now? We cut, <laughs> literally, like, we cut the entire line. Like, well, you I'm not even. the move with 10 friends on that Literally, flight? I was, like, I got 10 friends. Like, can I get them up? And he's, and I traded him for a photo. Yeah, that's um, hard. It's a hell of a trick. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like at the same time, I got to hang out with this guy. You know, we, for we, sure. we chopped it up. Um, and and so literally, sick. by sheer luck, some guy who was also a mega Stan fan like me flew across the country to catch Maddie on. That's fucking dope. Yeah. He was on the same time you as you. probably on the same flight. <laughs> who was at my show the day before. Um, and then, uh, that's insane. That's yeah, so cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I saw Maddie on. I was super happy about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's like, the, that's looking back, like one of the most fulfilling moments. And like, I, I even posted, I, I didn't catch his Instagram, but I basically posted like, you know, whoever you were, like hit us up, we'll get you backstage passes. So like whatever show you want. Did he ever yeah. hit you up? Uh, no, actually. Damn. No. That's fucking so he's crazy, crazy though, dude. Um, that is crazy. Yeah. Or maybe he didn't see the story, but yeah, yeah but it was, it was a really nice but, moment. And, but literally it wasn't just me. It was like, we had 10 people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just like mocked up. Me. Did what, all it, what, were, of, what were the reactions of the people directly behind dude? Uh, I mean, it, it was like a, it wasn't like a, a thin line. It was, it was like mobs of people. Yeah. And so yeah, like, yeah. I'm, mm. I'm sure there was some Tried like, like what's going on yeah, about yeah. it. Um, for the most part, like it, it works just fine. Like no yeah. one saw anything. Yeah. We got in just in time. So, so that's a wholesome. The, yeah. yeah that's the, a, that's a wholesome. And that's one. obviously, first of all, just address that right off the bat. That's yeah. Fucking, that's fucking awesome. Dude. Yeah. And that's also got to be like a, whoa, like, yeah. yeah. Like, this yeah. is what I do it for. Yeah. This is what I do it for. And it's always funny. I'd say like, you know, I think like, you know, I, I say the word fans a lot, but genuinely, it's just, I see them as people who like help my music career grow. Yeah. For sure. I, I will say it is really fun though, like being out with like my friends and stuff. So, like for example, the biggest beneficiaries aside from myself, me doing this entire music thing, my friends. Mm-hmm. For sure. My friends are the ones who go to concerts for free. My friends are the ones who drink for free. Mm-hmm. For sure. My friends are the one who gets a cut in line because I played somewhere like across the country. Yeah. You gotta start hanging out more. Yeah, <laughs> <And> I, exactly. <laughs> I've been that friend a few times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> more so like um, early days. Uh, weren't you at Heineken tent a couple times too? Um, uh, so so I did Heineken at uh, Outside Land. Last, Outside this past that's yeah. when we saw. That's when we yeah. pulled up. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So that that was that was a fun one. So like that. That was an interesting one because my set, I'd say, typically is an hour to hour, like 15 minutes. It's like a good yeah. time. Uh, my Heineken one was an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah. Uh, Outside Lines is huge. That's Yeah. That's yeah. sick, dude. It's sick, man. Yeah, so it's, it's an sick. hour and 45. Have you done the Coachella ones too? The... Uh, I did the K-Rock Coachella. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Tell your That little dome at Coachella, I remember going to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. With Raymond, right? Uh, Raymond might have been Raymond there. I know Corny was there. Yeah, I mean, Raymond's um, our friend. Raymond's our one of our other boys. So shout out Raymond. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> he's nice with him. Um, but yeah, OSL. It, yeah, it was OSL. it was a funny thing because like it was like really hot at outside. Lands. It was mm-hmm. like the, this year it was like sunny. 
no clouds. It was just hot all day. Yeah, it was nice. Um, and so, like, again, it's an hour and 45-minute set, which is a pretty long time for me. When I'm used to, like, an hour, hour 15. Mm-hmm. So, basically... You were getting about, out like, drinks. Yeah. About, like, <laughs> I remember about, this. Like, about, like, 45, 50 minutes in, I'm, like, it's, like, really hot. So, like, you know, we start chugging drinks aggressively. I'm not talking water. Like, yeah, anything yeah. else but water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And about and you're hour, in the Heineken About an hour and 15 minutes in, I'm, like, oh, fuck, I really got and like I had, I had this weird dilemma that I've never had, where I had to go to the bathroom so bad, but I was also super fucking thirsty because of the sun. And mm-hmm. I, I, my my answer was just keep, fucking keep drinking beer. Yeah, keep drinking beer. And like th- there was definitely a moment, like an hour and thirty five, I was like, I'm gonna pretend like I'm about to run out to the crowd, but like book <laughs> it and go to the bathroom in the back. Yeah. And basically just decided against it. Um, but but li- literally never had that problem before because my sets are not usually that long. Yeah. And then I developed a kidney stone. <laughs> yeah, no, li- literally. Have um, you ever been too fucked up to perform? It's a good question. Uh, <laughs> That's a valid question. No, it's, 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 okay. I just love I, that. I love, I love your it's response. It's a good question. It is a good question. So, like, okay, people always ask me, I think the more common question would be, are you fucked up when performing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I would never start a show, like, drunk, because, like, you know, there's just, at this point, so much on the line with my career. Yeah. Would you ever start a show um, sober, though? What was that? <laughs> would you ever start a show sober? Though? I've never done a show, like, completely sober. So, like, <laughs> it's all I'd about the like, healthy I, medium. I, I, yeah. I always start, like, with a couple of drinks. A little loose with the goose. Yeah, a little little bit in, as most DJs do. Um, You know, start with a couple of drinks, and then I'd say kind of throughout the night goes, depending on the crowd, depending on the engagement, you know, we'll basically drink throughout more set. And, like, I think, like, you'll know when I'm drunk when I instigate the crowd, like, Hey, take a shot, everybody. Like, <laughs> literally, like, I'll, I'll get to the point. It doesn't, it doesn't happen often. Everybody chug your fucking uh, drinks. Have you, but, have you said the one-liners, like, make some noise if you're here with your best friend today? I have. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. You, you know what's the worst is when oh, you're yeah. in that crowd, but, like, you get split up from, like, your big, your, your, your main homies. Yeah, you're and, like, like, you're with, like, hey, one yo. of the random homies because y'all just had to pee yeah. together. And, like, you're making your way back. Like, it's just you two there. And it's just yeah. you two. And it's like, make some noise if you're here with your best friend tonight. Yeah. You look at, like, you look at dude, yeah. like... You know, I still, I'm yeah, like, exactly. like, oh, like I, I fuck with you though. Exactly. Exactly. You made some awkward all moments the time, for some man. people all out the there for sure. Yeah. For people that are just starting out in a relationship, like, make some noise if you're here with your love of your life tonight. It's like, we like each yeah. other. <laughs> like, why isn't he making noise? Dude, there's, there's so like, this is my that. second time hanging out with her. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, uh, there's so much oh. that happens. There's so much that happens in the crowd, like, uh-huh. as a performer. Um, I don't know if you always get the opportunity to see what's going on. Like, have you ever seen anything from like the performer's perspective where you're like, "Wow, this is absolutely yeah, like insane you mentioned the happening. cry banging yeah. earlier." Like, like yeah, yeah. We had the wholesome hate fan interaction. So what's the craziest? One I I would say generally, like, I'm not staring at fans because I'm more focused on like transitions yeah, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And like for the most part, like when I when I'm performing, it honestly becomes like kind of a big blur. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, okay. I mean, like a big blur of like a sea of people, right? Oh, got it. Okay, um, got it. But it's not like I'm not looking at. So let's just say like You're not looking at if, like if the crowd is feeling it, like. The whole blob's moving, you know what I mean? Sure, like, yeah, like yeah, everyone, yeah, everyone's, yeah. everyone's, 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 everyone's <laughs> head blob. Um, you know, and so, some people like go crazy. Some people like get off on each other's, like, you know, uh, get on their shoulders. Know, shoulders. It, it gets crazy, man. It gets crazy at my yeah, shows. Yeah. Um, when's your next show? <laughs> um, yeah. So, so, so my next show is actually in three weeks in, in the Bay, actually. Okay. So I'm, this, I'm playing this podcast at, will probably be out by the time or this will come right out on before. The, this should come out on the 13th. So, yeah. So my show's on the 24th. Okay. Um, but so this is actually a really special show. So it's a special show because a it's, it's where we grew up in, in hometown you know, Sunnyvale. Hell yeah! Um, so like it, it's always fun. Exactly, it's always yeah, fun having a, you know a, a really 
tight home crowd who all loves music mm-hmm. for sure um it's also my birthday oh yes shit. so oh, so, so I, wow. I have it very strategically planned where i'm gonna go on at like 11 40 okay and like 20 minutes in basically oh. just pause the music and just make i don't know try to get like a video of the, like the fattest round of club shots or something you gotta have yeah. one of the homies <laughs> so, do it instead so it's like we're gonna stop real quick it's muse's birthday <laughs> yeah um so something crazy like that yeah. three two one um, count exactly be crazy um and then be like you know let the owners know by the way at 12 a.m i'm about to make you hella bang so you know cut yeah. it, cut, i'm just kidding cut the check. Uh, but I'm, for real you know what i mean uh, so yeah. that'll be fun yeah so I'm, I'm super excited for that one and pierce is pierce is super sick venue. i've played there once before pure is sick huh? oh yeah. you're performing at pure yeah, yeah. The one, that's, wow yeah, yeah that's yeah. sick yeah. Lucy and I have been up here a couple times. Yeah. I'm gonna be up here in a few weeks to go see DJ Esco uh, for my coolest DJ in the motherfucking yeah. world. That's fucking sick. That's yeah, huge, dude. That's, yeah. that's so sick. So it's it's funny because like growing up in Cupertino, like wow. imagine having that like being yeah. conceptualized in that place even existed in the South. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, exactly. It's, it's a wild club, a lot of production, but like being from the area, it's not something you would expect from that area. Right. Yeah, yeah. For sure. It's crazy. Yeah. When getting a venue like that, does your manager help you with that, or did you like? Like, you're like, I want to perform at Pier. I'm going to find any way that I possibly can to get there. How yeah. So, so I guess we can talk bookings of how that yeah. works. Like, generally, um, you know, as you progress, you know, you, you gain a manager who helps you with kind of your day-to-day business. Mm-hmm. You have an agent uh, who helps you with just, like, any monetization opportunities, uh, you know, booking shows, brand deals, et cetera. Uh, but right now, it's just me and my manager. So, he's kind of doing a double double role with being the agent so he helps me work with uh, and basically find these opportunities and a lot of it i'd say it's probably um, a very good mix of inbound and outbound so mm-hmm. a lot of it's outreach um but you know we have a lot of history playing in the bay yeah. um so it, w- it wasn't a very hard case to make um and then yeah he you know filters all the inbound stuff as well that's a massive accomplishment man anyone that's like familiar with like barrier like club scene knows pure is like one of the top spots so like yeah. that's huge it, it, go- it goes it goes <laughs> man it, it'll be a fun time yeah. So I'm amped. If you guys are around, definitely come full up. Oh, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, you also played. Uh, this is not your first headlining show either. You, you headlined one out here. No, right? so you yeah, headlined so one at Yolo, right? You also headlined one in New York. Had in New York. Yeah. Um, New York was two. Yeah, so New York was like four weeks ago. Played in LA two weeks ago, and then mm-hmm. now have a couple weeks break. Uh, super appreciated break from now until the next Hell show. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have your full time job too? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, when I say a break, like I just meant doing a show. Like I'm still. Like, so we work it from now. <laughs> yeah. From now until I think I have one weekend off from now until Coachella. Like if if I'm not performing, I'm going to a friend's show. Yeah. If, if the friends I'm performing, we have to go network with meeting someone. And like I, I shit you not when I say I probably go to two to three events a week. Oh, like concert per- music. Do you ever events. perform at like afters? Uh, <laughs> yes. So I'm oh, oh, all the time. Talk, I mean, to, talk to us about that. I mean, I'd say afters is like much more chill, obviously, right? It's like, first off, you have to, not all actors have like, just a DJ kit set up. For the most part, mm-hmm. it's just somebody on an aux, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think afters are super fun because at that point, like, everyone's just like, you know, vibing for whatever the reason, you know? Yeah, and yeah. Then they're, they're vibing and like, at that point, probably exhausted also <laughs> kind of it's like physically exhausted physically but like, but like you know, mentally you're like, like going at it's 7 p.m yeah <laughs> it's like 3 exactly. 30 in the morning exactly exactly um so yeah i, I mean if, if i think that like we call them crackhead hours right yeah, it's 100 um, percent the yes. it is 100 percent the um, scientific term yeah, yeah. scientific yeah, yeah, yeah. term crackhead hours yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so yeah I, I mean that those obviously happen um and then if you know if there's dj stuff happens always always a good time yeah. have you do you have like a city or like a specific show that stands out to you that's like for whatever reason in your head like the most memorable but like 
I'll just use a different word. Do you have like the fucking craziest show you've ever performed at? I mean, I mean, okay. Just most, so, we'll go with those. Yeah, I, I yeah. mean, they're. I think for me, definitely my hubs are like California. So like, mm-hmm. anytime we do a show in the Bay Area or LA, which is just our biggest fan base, mm-hmm. um, and it'll always do well. Mm-hmm. Um, but typically, the bigger the crowds, you know, the more the liability. You know, I've, I've had shows in LA where like people literally like get so drunk and try like running on stage and just like get like tackled by the fucking security guard. Wow. Yeah. It's like, I mean, you should be in the NFL, bro. Just like literally just like <laughs> knocking people. Yeah. Um, so th- there's a mix of that. Um, I'd say as far as memorable goes, I, I just, yeah, shout out to all my California shows because all my California fans just always pull up so hard. All the Muse fans um, watching. You're yeah, not forgotten. Exactly. Um, but, you know, I always love, like New York was really fun. New York, by the way, different beast. Uh, like they, yeah. they start pregame at like 11.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. Like so they open all night. That's they're on they literally they're do on not they're on Pacific Standard Time. Exactly, they, they literally don't here. start. Like they have dinner at like nine p.m. They're yeah. like, all right, pregame <laughs> starts at eleven thirty p.m. Gets to the club at like two. After it starts at like five a.m. And you're just yeah. like, all right, that's <laughs> yeah, different. San Francisco shift closed. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> it's tomorrow. But San Francisco has like a huge music scene. I think like it's For super, sure, it's super yeah. underrated. Like people don't realize how many venues and how many just events there are in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. It's like. You can probably find like seven different concerts on any given night. I also yeah, think it's super dope. Just quick sidebar. I also I think it's super dope that you've done it a couple times, like today, like on, since we started recording. That you instead of saying like my favorite, even though like you are a solo artist, you said you refer to it as like we or our. And, yeah, like, yeah, referencing your team as well. Like I'll, I think I'll, that's super dope. Yeah, I think that's super and, dope. and I'll, I'll always say we. Um, and I, I stand by that. I think that like a misconception is like the artist is the entire brand. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But like, if you think about it, like, let's, let's put it into tech company terms, right? We're all tech people here. It's, mm-hmm. I'm just the product. Like, mm-hmm. there's the marketing, there's like the legal, my manager, mm-hmm. um, and, and there's like, you know, the branding, the aesthetics. There's so many aspects of the Muse project beyond just like me. You know what I mean? For sure. No, I just um, think it's dope so to it's like a huge be, team project. Yeah. I think a lot of people like, I've at least, I don't hear that too often. Yeah, yeah, like solo artists. And, and like, I'll stand by that. We man. on this. It's, it's, so it's, it's a like, group effort. Yeah, Definitely no, a group I think, effort. I think that's super dope. And, and the team is the team is like We Dream Worlds. Uh, like, no, it's just me and Julian. Like us two. Okay. So so Julian's a part of another organization called We Dream World, and they, they do like party organ. They do like event promotions, some artist management stuff as well. Okay. Um, but as far as like the Muse crew, it's me and Julian, and like we have, we have a lot of like people who. I'd say like our 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 regulars who help us with media and stuff. Yeah. Um, just stay consistent. Yeah. And then what's what's BTO? So BTO is an artist collective I'm part of, um, and it's basically just the the mentality there. Is, it sounds for better than one. Uh, the idea there is that the music industry in general is just like super cutthroat and competitive, and you know, it, it's as a small person in the industry, it's very hard to grow. Mm-hmm. And so instead of co- you know competing with each other, why not collaborate with twenty artists who are kind of like in the same place you are, mm-hmm. and propel yourself up. And that's how it was started. And then I think it's come a long way. So it, it basically came, you know, initially with just kind of a group of SoundCloud DJs. Um, and now we're doing sellout shows across California you know, together. So you guys um, like perform together in like the same line? Yeah. So, so like, I would say like we do like back to backs or something exactly. like that. So we yeah. perform together as BTO, but all have our independent artist crew as well. So it works out really well. Like basically you can think of like anytime there's a BTO show, it's just like a reunion kind of a showcase mm-hmm. thing. And then outside of that, we're all doing our own. Gotcha. We got BTO and we got BTP right BT, there. BTP, BTP right there. BT, exactly. BTO, BTP. <laughs> Peep the new canvas, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, what are you most excited about like next? I know Ooh. you said like you haven't made yeah. that next level song because you always believe that you're striving to do better, but what, I'm curious to hear that. So, I mean, I genuinely feel like I'm finally now 
connecting with a lot of my fans and a lot of my listeners. And I think that like, you know, if you had asked me kind of six years ago where the Muse Project would go, you know, I, I would have never told you I'd be where I am today. You know, and, and it's 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 hard to think about like what's happening in five years because like I'm sure to be very different than where I think of it today. Yeah. Um, but honestly, like I think now that I have traction, you know, monthly listeners, a very devout fan base, it's continuing to push content and capitalizing on that fan base, mm-hmm. um, and then growing it. I yeah, think, that's so dope. I, I think like yeah, exactly. You know, obviously talking, to, you know, with festivals, um, and, and honestly further legitimizing it yeah speaking of that fan base though, sure yeah yeah so with that fan base you know we met you mentioned dudes stop recognize you right outside yeah we'll, by the way we'll, my fan we'll, base is like 75 percent dudes okay, wait, let's wait instagram one, let's wait one sec till that passes good that's fine they can't hear it you don't think that's gonna be yeah, right? oh my bad you good okay you said so you're i'm sorry you no said i was gonna was... say it's it's okay so shout out to my fan base by the way but according to instagram so if you go on instagram like professional you get like all of demographics yep. so, like who's looking yeah, yeah. the age my core market allegedly seventy six like seventy six percent male, and like the age group of like twenty to like thirty four. Yeah, it's smaller st- sample size for us, but we got a lot of dudes. It yeah. all started. It all started with a hundred dudes in choir class. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. It used to be a hundred percent. So it sounds like exactly. you got. It sounds like there's a remaining twenty four percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what them DMs looking or, like? Yeah. Do you have groupies? Yeah. Oh, know, yeah. oh yeah. I know you live with your girl and everything. I now, mean, but back in your head. I'm sure you show her and shit. I, I like, think. Okay. So I think. I think there's like there's there's groupies in the sense where there's like genuine fans. Who I'll see at every single show, you know, have a lot of love for them. Yeah. Um, and they'll be like super respectful. And then there's a group, I'd say there's a couple of other groups. There's definitely every single show, like if you go into like my DMs, without fail, there'll be like a plethora of people who are DMing me, like, hey, you know, love your music, saw you in my city, can I get guest list? And then you click on the profile and they're not even following me. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, yeah. but, but it's funny because I'll, I'll always defer to Julian and be like, uh, uh, please reach out to my manager. Please reach out to my manager. <laughs> yeah. And I'll just defer to that. Are you Uh, that in itself it, it is depends. more than what most, yeah. I try to respond to everything. So, like, like even if it's, like, it's, it's getting tougher. Like, after the show, there's, like, 100 stories to, like, go through. Mm-hmm. At, I'll, at the very least, like, respond to them. To like them. Like, yeah, to make, to make <laughs> Swipe sure up, that love. I saw. Yeah. Exactly. What's the other tier, though? I think you said there was a third one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there, there's girls trying to get chose. Where I would say, like, they're groups of people who are more aggressive towards the dj population they're trying to get chose uh exactly yeah. but 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 it's it's not like me specific i'm Doing sure, I'm sure the dudes with okay, every but there's DJ. gotta be some you specific though you've always been a ladies man since i've known you <laughs> um respectfully no respectfully um <laughs> y'all gonna get my man sleeping yeah, on the street i mean i was sleeping like, in his studio in a way i'm super glad that <laughs> my music office. career is where it is today at the age i am today for sure I think if i started this and if kind of where i am now out of college, I'd probably be a menace. Not gonna lie, you know, mm-hmm. just full respectfully, I'd probably be a menace. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I'm super thankful that, like, nowadays when all that stuff happens, all the noise, like, I don't really care about it as much. Um, but I can definitely see, you know, for a young single man out of college being a problem. <laughs> so your girlfriend has a following as well. She does. Yeah. yeah. Does she have guys sliding in the? Oh, I'm sure. Like I'm sure. I mean, is y- that something you guys like talk about ever? I mean, like laugh because obviously you guys are comfortable. Even girls that aren't DJs got guys. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're a female, you're getting DM for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think that's a fact, and like I think she has a bigger platform to be. Do we do we laugh about it? Like, no. I mean, I'm not gonna be like you know, look at all those dudes in your DM. (laughs) (laughs) But like, it's it's just like you know, 
like, damn, your DMs. <laughs> Just reply with the selfie of you. Uh, but like, you know, it's, <laughs> refer to my manager. It's, it's, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. So it's not like I'm soliciting all of them. Yeah. But, but you know, you come like I mean, you have a girlfriend. I'm sure if you go through her DMs, you're not gonna be the happiest camper, or or maybe you will be. Who knows? You won't. No. <laughs> you <laughs> won't be. No. Why are you so confident? Yeah. yeah. I just know how the DMs. Be. Yeah. <laughs> it's a dark place. Like I mean, it's a dark place for me. I can't imagine being a dark, you know, being a female. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so you just gotta accept it. You know, it's, it's not like she's soliciting all these DMs. You know, like they they just happen. What are you gonna do? You know. <laughs> Have you seen like? Has there been like a show like specifically in person? Like fuck the social media in person yeah. where like someone's just like throwing themselves at you. Like, oh my god, Muse, have my children. Uh, I mean, if it happens, like, or something. It, I mean, if it happens, I mean, it definitely happens like at like club environments when everyone's hammered. Yeah. I've never been at like a Chipotle. They're like, "Oh my god, needs have my baby." You know, what I mean? <laughs> you know like free guac, like, free extra like, guac. Like, like w- would you like some of my guac? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, um, guac's extra. So, so I mean, it definitely like happens in like you know the places you would expect to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, you know? and I'm definitely not. Damn, out of they're place. not pulling up on you in Chipotle yet. So yeah, not next. not yet, man. That's when the, that's when you. When know. That's, the the for the, that's the next. When they're asking for a sour cream on the side, you know, like, <laughs> it, it'll be a different. You know, it'll be a different Chipotle experience. It's not sour though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've been eating pineapple. <laughs> no, but yeah, hopefully no one's asking you to nut in a cup. <laughs> yeah. All right, bro. <laughs> All right. What what is that? Yeah, wait, what you, I see you sipping something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so this is, uh, this is Yate. Okay. Uh, it's a super cool brand that, um, you know, I've been working with. And basically the idea is just a healthier alternative, uh, for, you know, partying energy. It's an energy drink. And if you think about like what liquid death did to like the music industry, basically made like drinking water sick, you know, it, you know, their, their branding is genius. And I think they're trying to capitalize that same market. You know, when you think about, what's existing today it's just like red bull and you know monster and all that stuff mm-hmm. um and by the way you know I, anybody i love a red bull vodka like anyone else yeah. but i think that you know this is still trying to hit the same market of you know people who like going out like active lifestyle like partying uh and then just want something healthier nice. um and yeah. it tastes really good too it tastes like really good too should we find out I'm yeah uh, well i mean should we find yeah. out? We'll let me know around. let me know should i mean the more you fuck the, the more you fuck around the more you find yeah, out. yeah the more so, you find out i wonder if that was satisfying I'm already drinking coffee right now. You're gonna be tweaking. We have work right before this week. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'd say oh, like it's really good. It's, it's fire. It's really good. Fire. Refreshing. Fire. Fire. <laughs> no, that's fire. Honestly, this is really how much good. caffeine's in here. Seventy milligrams. Memorize. Seventy milligrams. I'm gonna be easy because I'm not trying to have heart palpitations. So I feel that, man. But no, this is yeah. Shout out Yate for hooking it up. Hell yeah, um, no, that's awesome. And to be fair, like, I'd say, like, I'm not at the place where I'm getting hella sponsorships, but I get enough that, like, you know, we get to choose which ones we take and stuff, and, like, I wouldn't, you know, be using a product if I didn't actually believe in it, you know? Absolutely. Like, I, I get Feel so many, like, same way. I get so many, you know, rave, influencer, or, like, fake gold chain ones, like, hey, mm-hmm. pay, post these fake gold chain, but then, then I gotta, you know, post a fake gold chain. I'm yeah, like, like, um, or, like, I get so many, what's really funny is I get so many, like, rave clothing brands in my dm which makes sense mm-hmm. then i go in there and i just see like pasties and stuff i'm like like what, what do you want me to do with this like never been a fan all like, we've, been, we've been shaving our balls for years just, we got manscaped yeah yeah yeah. So yeah i think uh, i i think we might know what your ideal sponsor like type would be who to be 
a watch company. Like a it would be. Company. I mean, I'm I'm a I'm a big watch guy. Let's yeah. see. Are we, are you got, we you got, you got a little bit of the collection. Oh, just so, oh, so wow! My eyes. Black Bay Fifty Eight on. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I'm big big watch guy. Yeah. Huge watch guy. You got a little collection, right? Like, I do. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a you know a couple of Rolexes, couple of uh, just a couple of Rolexes. Yeah, <laughs> it's, and, got, it's, uh, it's be... building. I mean, I definitely got into it, you know, recently, kind of later on in life. Mm. And it's it's like the most Martin reason too is because it's a good investment. Yeah, people yeah. say it's that probably the best performing asset class like, as of late. People don't yeah. realize that yeah. like you, you can't just walk into <laughs> you know you can't just walk into <laughs> what is, is it a, it's Burberry. This a is retailer. Nice. <laughs> a retailer a retailer and just buy Rolex. Yeah, you know, you can't yeah. walk into Patek or AP and be like, yo, you I know, want I want one. People yeah. think that the biggest barrier to entry of buying a Rolex is having the money to buy a Rolex. But yeah, it's so it's hard, yeah. you know. You, it, it's such a game where you have to like almost interview, and they have to like convince, you know, convince them to sell it to you. Because the moment you know you buy it at retail, you can go flip it for like thirty percent more, which is, which is crazy how the market yeah. is. Um, and so I got into it. I think I I got into it later. I wasn't always big on watches, but I remember it was like when I moved to San Francisco, mm. um, and it was at, like a party in the marina actually. And then just from like, across the room, I see just like this dude like wrist shining me. I was like, what the fuck is that? Mm-hmm. Um, he had like a Rolex on. Um, and then, you know, I went closer and I was just like, and, and it wasn't even like diamonds. It was just like, it's what we call like a Jubilee bracelet, the fluted vessel like, house. So there's ridges, mm. but it reflects against the light. Yeah. So when you flash it, like, you know, there's a lot of light movement. And I was yeah. like, holy fuck, what is that? Like, everyone's going to know. Yeah, the watch style is yeah, definitely yeah. upgraded. I remember you, like, were strapped with, like, the classic, like, any Asian dude in Cupertino, like, the brown leather strap. Yeah, yeah. The brown leather strap. I, I, I was brown leather strap. Um, <laughs> I ha- had a Burberry for a long time. It's funny, being from Cupertino, everyone's like, have a Burberry. <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, why don't you wear an Apple Watch? And like, I'm, I'm a diehard Apple guy. Every yeah. product until I die, except for the Apple Hell Watch, yeah. just because I'm a really big watch guy. Yeah. What's your favorite watch? Ooh. Uh, okay, I, I mean, the favorite one that I own is a, it's called a Batman, which is a GMT Master II. It's like a blue and black bezel. Um, but I'm hoping, you know, as my uh, wallet size increases down the road, I'll mm. probably be able to get an AP in the next mm. couple of years. Nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely not a cheap thing, like, and, and it sucks because, like, you're locking so much money into these watches. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like, it's funny, like, with, with the stock market crashing last year, in my head, I was like, damn, I really wish I had more cash to buy stocks. Yeah. But also, my Rolex didn't drop, like, 60% overnight. Yeah. And yeah. so, like, in that regard, you know, yeah. did pretty well. What would you say, so, I mean, not to, like, talk, like, financial situation sure, by yeah. any means, but obviously, like, having a full-time job, I'm sure helps being able to, like, come more like without like the stress of like it's make it or break it yeah, yeah with music what would you say to someone that like is either young or is just in this like a part of life or like a phase of life where like they just don't have like that stable income but they're really trying to like make everything with their music and like time is of yeah, the yeah. for them what would you like what kind of advice would you give someone in that type of situation so i would say it's, it's really based on your lifestyle like i you know i have friends who you know live the kind of starving musician life you know move to la uh, grind and hustle there and like you know if you're satisfied with your means of living and you just feel comfortable you know working kind of in the capacity you do mm-hmm. and it funds just you being able to kind of live and make music all for it i think for me i live first of all living in san francisco just costs like a bitch um and you know i'm sure as it's you guys unnecessary all know it, it's it, i mean it's, it's getting a little bit better but it's still like insane yeah yeah um and so like for me like having a certain lifestyle uh you know starting off kind of not monetizing music. I mean, at first I was making pennies. Like, I, I can't tell you how many shows where, like, not only was I not getting paid, like, you know, I was forced to, like, sell tickets to get a slot. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Um, or, like, being paid drink tickets or something. Or, like, you know, playing at a crowd where there's two people, including my manager in the crowd. And then, yeah. we, you know, we had to try to sell tickets to get there. 
Uh, so it's, it's really, you know, very tough to monetize that early on. Um, and I guess like what I would say to people is like, if, if you feel like, you know, you're not sure about music, like, you know, there's really no reason, in my opinion, to go all in balls to the wall of it. Um, you know, explore, you know, I, I think like for me, I could have very much decided one day, you know, back in 2017, that music really wasn't for me anymore. I'm glad I didn't, but like, if I decided that, like, I'd still have a tech career, and then, you know, I wouldn't be like, what do I do with my life now? Um, but I will say, you know, I'm very thankful for having kind of both, uh, because I don't have to rely on music to monetize it. And, you know, while I would love to certainly take the music to the next level in whatever way I can, uh, having kind of a second job or, uh, you know, a tech job definitely allows me creative flexibility. You know, it allows me money to buy gear, uh, like yeah. nice equipment. Uh, it allows me to, like, take creative breaks like i'm not forced to just try to turn out music and make me streaming and you know i can choose to be creative about it and i think that that's what people fall into the pit hole it's like okay how do i monetize music and just like push all this stuff out yeah. just to try to generate some and like you know when you think about building a brand like that's not how you how you build a brand yeah it yeah. takes time uh, it, it's yeah it's, it's quality not you gotta move smarter not harder. exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. I and mean, it starts off with quality and then you get quality and quantity you can't just start off quantity with no quality yeah yeah mm-hmm. how did you stay motivated remember that <laughs> it, it was tough, man. I mean, I, I think, like, it was definitely tough, especially, like, I was mentioning the pandemic, where yeah, yeah. you're just in one spot for a while. Um, just got to remember why you got into it in the first place, man. Like, I think, like, for me, my mentality was always, like, if it ever became work, then, like, you know, take, take a step back. Yeah. Um, and then I think, like, celebrating your wins is a, is a big part of it. You know, every time you get a win, like, you know, whether it's, like, my very first show back then is, holy shit, you got booked for a show. Mm-hmm. And then, like, very first show where, like, you know, my name was actually on the flyer, not, like, local support, you know, yeah. sick. And the first show, I got... Like, short-term attainable yeah, milestones. Yeah, yeah. And, like, every, like, every yeah. milestone is, is, I would say, not anything I, like, have, like, on a bulletin, like, I'm going to achieve X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. But as they happen, they're so fulfilling, and they're just, like, fuck. Like, yeah. Um, and at the same time, there's such temporary highs, too. You yes, know what I mean? For sure. And you're just, like, how do, I, how do I do that again? What's next? Yeah. What's better. Next? Yeah. Next? yeah. And people experience that with, like, I feel like... In- no matter what it is you Anything. do in life. Yeah, which no is fine, what though. It, which is fine. What yeah, is good. I mean, totally you you got to stay hungry. You're chasing I'll that, say that high, any but you're day. just chasing that high. You which can. isn't the worst thing because it's... Yeah. yeah. But staying hungry is important. You know, I, I'd recommend, like, you know, you can teach a lot of... You can teach everything. You can't teach hunger. Mm-hmm. So as long as you're hungry, like... I, That's a bar. Yeah. I, I don't care, like, what field you're in. Like, I'll resonate with you if yeah. I know you're a hustler. You know yeah. what I mean? If you're, if you're hungry, like, you can smell that a mile. 100%. Yeah. You come a, come a long way since we had to play one on one for the last starting I know, spot dude. in middle school of basketball. I mean, you, you must have beaten me because I definitely didn't get that spot. I think I remember. <laughs> like, you know what it was? I, I was telling Rob this. I was telling Rob the story earlier, and I remembered it. I think you won the one on one game, and you ended up getting the starting spot. And I specifically remember you were at the free throw line the first game, <laughs> and you shot it, and it was dead silent in there, and you knew you missed, and you yelled. Fuck! <laughs> As it is, and the whole stadium started dying. And I was like, during a game, yeah. No, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking. About. Stadium, it's probably, like the gym. probably what yeah, I did. The, the, the gym, and gym. I was like, and I was like, and right after that, he got subbed down. They're like, Ron, I get in there. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's like I don't remember it that. Made that's the exactly three that I can't miss yeah. immediately after way less. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly something that I would do. Uh, um, so funny, but it's funny because looking back, like I remember everyone being the same height playing sports, and just because I was on, I was in the C team. It was a, it was yeah. a five three and under. Yeah, yeah oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I played C yeah, team sixth grade. Yeah, looking yeah. back, we're, we're all the same height. It's, it's funny thinking about how is everyone the same how height? How is everyone so under 5'3? Yeah, that's that's crazy. crazy. One, of our, one of our like shorter friends now, like he's like, one, I'm not going to throw his name out there because that's out of pocket, but um, yeah, he was, um, he <laughs> okay. got, had to get cut because he was 5'4. 
and he couldn't make the team. And like <laughs> now he's like five six. <laughs> but like, but like we were like, dude, you're a giant man. <laughs> Shit was crazy. Yeah. Um, well, dude, this has been this has been fucking awesome. Um, honestly, I guess I guess we're pulling up to pure. We're pulling yeah, up, yeah. It'll, it'll be a movie. Do you have anything you want to plug? Yeah. Uh, I mean, what is what's it's March now, so I can probably say you got got new music coming out. Yeah, got new music coming out this this month. Got the hometown shows. If y'all in the Bay Area, pull up. That'd be fun time. It'll be my birthday. We'll all take shots together. Hell yeah! Um, shout out to Yate for hooking it up. Shout out to Yate. Uh, shout out to y'all. I know y'all are killing it. Um, you know, I right when I saw you guys pulling up, I told Rob, you know, get me on a podcast. You know, I'm I'm by no means have a massive following, but you know, I want to support hustle any day. And, Appreciate you know, that. If bro. there's anything Appreciate I can that. do. Anyone you guys want to meet, any any artist that you guys see up hanging out with, let me know. You know, I'm, I'm happy to make the connection. That's Dude, definitely appreciate definitely appreciate, appreciate that. And I know everyone that listened to this got a lot out got a lot out of what you're saying today yeah, too. One hundred percent. Well, did. This has been fucking amazing. It feels like it's been way too long since I've yeah. personally seen you. Way too um, long, but man. We'll change that. We'll change that for we'll change sure. Change that. Pure, um, pure this week. Genuinely, right, this month. This month. Yeah, yeah. Genuinely, yeah. we appreciate you coming out. Let's pull Can't up. wait to celebrate you at the end of the month fucking looks like you got a whole lot more to celebrate there's um, a lot coming really excited just buckle up man it's gonna be a big year yeah. hell yeah yes, hell sir. yeah all All right. that the boy B team yeah. appreciate yes, you guys cool. tuning in for another episode we'll be back same time same place next week um but yeah martin thank you so much for pulling up it's man. pleasure appreciate it pleasure. thank you cool thank you that was, that was